0: Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. <clears throat> oh God, let your spirit descend upon us <clears throat> that we might hear and think and ponder and consider and be open to having our minds and our hearts changed and shaped by you. Just keep us open, God, always to the movement of your spirit. Amen. And from that text, Simon and his companions hunted for Jesus. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for this is what I came out to do. That's why I am here. That is why I was put on this earth by God, to do this work, to be this person, to live this way. That is why I am here. The year was 1985, and the folk singer James Taylor had not come out with an album of new music for more than four years. That's a lifetime in musical circles. Some feared that he had lost his touch, lost his way, was in danger of losing his audience, who so loved him for hits like Fire and Rain and sweet baby James, and you've got a friend. Like many humans, like me, and maybe you perhaps at some point, he had hit a patch in his life where he wondered about just what he was called to do with his time on earth, who he was called to be, what his one true calling was, what he was made to do, why he was here. His reason for being, his raison d'etre. In those four years, he had struggled to find love and gone through a messy public divorce. He had struggled to find meaning and faced into and overcome drug addiction. He had struggled to find purpose for the better part of those years And then one day it finally hit him. And so he wrote a song about that epiphany. And it's called That's Why I'm Here. Have you heard that song? That's Why I'm Here. And he sang Fortune and fame, such a curious game. Perfect strangers can call you by name. Pay good money to hear fire and rain. Again and again and again. Summer like summer, coming back every year. Got your baby, got your blanket, got your bucket of beer. I break into a grin from ear to ear, and suddenly it's perfectly clear. That's why I'm here. Walking and talking like a natural man, yes, that's why I'm here. Taylor was given a gift, the knowledge, the surety, the trust, the discovery of knowing why he is here on the earth to sing, to entertain, to bring joy and hope and memories and music into the life of his fans and the life of this world. And so at that moment, in that epiphany, he was at peace because he figured out why he was and is here. What God made him for.
1: In many ways, this
0: is the most human of quests and questions and desires and hopes to understand just why we are here, right? Why our God put us on this earth. What we have been made for, made to do, made to be. What unique work we have been called to as individual children of God and as a community, too. Why are we here? I think even Jesus faced into this very human question just as surely as you or I do. Just as surely as a retiree wonders what she is to do now that her work is done. Just as an empty nester wonders what to do now that the kids are out of the house. Just as a new parent wonders what to do now that he is responsible for this tender little life cradled in his arms just as a young person in high school or college looks out at a long life ahead of them and wonders, now, just who am I supposed to be? Why are we here? When we can't answer that question, it can be so hard to feel so lost and frustrated and aimless. But when we can finally answer that question, we have a mission and a purpose And a reason for being. That's why I'm here. Which seems to be what happens for Jesus in today's gospel passage. We are still just in the first chapter of Mark. Jesus' ministry is still fairly new, probably just weeks old. But already he's shaken up that world by healing the sick and driving out evil spirits. And preaching God's good news, the good news of love. Love. In last week's Bible passage, we heard Christ's tentativeness when Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Almost as if he was saying, why am I here? Why am I here? But this week, when the disciples go to find him, as he prays for strength to do his work, he is seemingly transformed. And he boldly says, let us go on so that I may proclaim the message, for this is what I came out to do. Do you hear that? This is what he says, for this is what I came out to do. Translation, that is why I am here. In that moment, he realizes, almost for the first time, clearly, who he is called to be, what his work is to be, whom he is called to serve, and what lies ahead for his one life. That is why he is here. Which brings me to a question on this, our annual meeting Sunday, I'd ask us to ponder as we gather for the 332nd time in our history as God's people here in our little corner of creation. Friends, why are we here as church, claiming Pilgrim Church as our faith home? What is our purpose, our reason for being, our call, our summons, our mission? To worship God on a Sunday in January or February and be still for just an hour or so. To claim quiet time with God in the midst of a busy week with work and kids and so much to do. To share a pew with old, old friends and catch up on neighborhood and family news. To be known and to know others. To seek meaning and purpose. To be a part of something bigger greater than us alone, to hear some good news in the midst of a world that can feel as if it is filled with only bad news these days. Why are we here? We are here, perhaps out of duty or out of habit or maybe even out of a greater need to understand how life fits together somehow. Just how does this mystery called human life makes sense. And we are here because mom or dad made us come, or because we really like the donut holes at coffee hour, or because, you see, I've been carrying around this great weight all week, the weight of guilt, the weight of regret, of fear, and worry, and I need to let it go, and I need to give it over to God. We are here because we want our children to have a set of strong godly values for life beyond the lessons they are taught in the wild, wild west of social media or life as a teenager or life in middle school or life on the playground. Why are we here? We are sitting in a sacred building that's been occupied almost every single Sunday since 1830 Can you imagine the spirit of the folks who once sat where you are this day? Why were they here? They were praying for sons and daughters who were off to war. They were worrying about neighbors struggling with a bad harvest. They were fearing the closure of another bank in Boston in the 1930s. It is breathtaking to imagine the millions of hopes and fears that have been held in hearts in this place. The tears shed at funerals, the laughter at weddings, the joy at so many baptisms. For so, so long, since 1685, the tens of thousands of the faithful who have come together and claimed this faith community as their home. Why are we here? As individual Christians, that answer is finally between thee and the Lord. But if we are to continue to thrive and be relevant and vibrant as a people of God in this world for our 334th year and beyond, we must continuously ask ourselves, why are we here as Pilgrim Church? What is our mission? What is our purpose? Here's what I think. We are here to do God's work in the world to try and follow in our own lives the lessons lived out in the person of Jesus Christ, to come together in sacred community and support and love each other, and thus built up to go forth and to love in Christ's name. We are here to find the lost, to feed the hungry, to welcome the stranger, to comfort the sad, to proclaim peace in the face of violence, and to always live in God's hope. That's why I am here, my friends. Why are you here? God knows that is the question, so together may that same God grant us wisdom and may that God grant us courage for the facing of this hour and the answering of this question. Let all God's people say, Amen.